Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to follow us on social media, you could do so at Generation of Wrestling Podcast on Instagram and YouTube. That is Generation of Wrestling Podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Also, follow us and subscribe to us on Spotify at Generation of Wrestling. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Comment, share, download, like, subscribe. Try if you want to. Survive if we let you. And you know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation Wrestling Podcast. As always, is yours truly, the 27-year-old piece of gold, the showstopper, a.k.a. the franchise. And with me, as always, I got my tag team partners, my brothers, my family, me and my nose. Introduce the first up. He is the human encyclopedia of wrestling, the flawless phenomenon. Joe knows everything. Flawless Joey V, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm good. And across the way, as always, here's the Karma Cody, the Lice and Teddy Pendergrass, a.k.a. Mr. One, Two, Three. Pin that ass down, K-Breezy, but then on this Tuco, Kimber, how you doing? Man, it's hot. It's just hot. That, that's that how I'm doing. It's hot. That is, hey, hey, really quick before I introduce the show, hey, when I, when, when I asked you how you was doing Flawless mm-hmm. and you asked me how I was doing, I thought you were going to cut me off like the rock and tell me it doesn't matter how you're doing. <laughs> I was nervous. I was nervous. Now, now you just planted the seeds in his head. He's going to catch you later. I know. I know. I know. All right, well, guys, today we're going to cover the NXT Great American Badass Part 2 as well as the AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite Fighter Fest Part 2. Leading the show today will be none other than our boy Tuco Kimbrough. So, K-Breezy, man, lead us off. All right, guys, man, we're going to start off with that uh, AEW Fighter Fest, and we're going to kick things off with the uh, newly announced uh, tag team championship match that was announced because of John Moxley and the supposed uh, COVID uh, exposure that he was to, uh, that he couldn't fight last night. So he's fighting next week at Fight for the Fallen against Cage, who received a new belt, but we'll get into that a little later. Uh, but So this match was added to the card. It was Omega and Page versus Private Party. And I got to admit, man, this match, I didn't like this match. I, I Best Friends was a better match. Uh, I like Private Party. I, you can see the potential. The problem is uh, it, they're, they're too sloppy. They're just too sloppy for me. They The, the issues I had with uh, Sammy Guevara when he kind of first started on AEW, it's kind of the same issues I see with them. But for them to be young guys, I, I, I see that they're trying tricks. I see that they're trying to do stuff. And, and some of the stuff they do is actually kind of awesome. So it's, it's not bad. But just as far as overall ring work, man, they, they have miles to go. It was really kind of hard to watch certain spots because they were just they, they were out of breath. They were there was too much walking. There, was, there wasn't enough. You know, you got to have a pace when you're having a match, especially when you're supposed to have a hot spot. And I feel like their hot spots were sloppy. Uh, very disappointed in this match. Uh, flawless. I'll bring it to you, man. What did you think of this match? Well, this match wasn't added. I mean, you know, last minute. It was last week when Private Party. Beat but it, it it was added because of you know Moxley. That's what I'm. That's that's, that's what I'm saying. It, it got added because Moxley couldn't wrestle. Um, the match itself, I didn't mind it. There was a few spots where you could tell where they were just going through the motions and like, yeah, Private Party did look a little winded. Um, it was. A, Typical private party match. I mean, it was not bad. It was a good opening match, but it wasn't the best. Like, if you would have put this on the main event, it would have been bad. But it was a good opening match. I mean, Hangman Page and Omega, I'm going to say they're the best tag team in the world right now. Credit to tag team in any wrestling company. Um, But, I mean, I don't know what else to say. It was just 
it was an okay match. It wasn't the best match these two teams have had, but it wasn't the worst. Franchise. All right. So, I mean, apparently I, I must have missed the boat, man, because I, I didn't think it was that bad. Maybe I gotta go back and re maybe I gotta go back and rewatch. Maybe yeah. I maybe I maybe I need to really just sit back and just rewatch that match. It was it the best? No. But I didn't think it was as bad as you guys thought it was. I honestly didn't. Uh I will say this. I will I will give you I will give you this though, uh too cold. Does private party need to be in the title picture right now? I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna say no. I will say that. I will say I didn't see enough to be like, all right, man, you know, these guys, you know, no, they're not ready for that. Yeah, at least not in my opinion. Uh, do I believe that they're a good tag team? Absolutely. Do I believe they do walk through a lot of their matches? They do. But I don't know, man. This it wasn't it wasn't to me. It, it wasn't that bad. But I, I'll rewatch it again. I'll let you guys know. You must have had some of them vodka shots that they were giving out before the match, man. Because uh, man, he was drinking that Stone Cold IPA before. Uh, he, he, right, blue mixing it with the Blue Moon or something, man. Because he, I, I don't know what you, yeah, man. You, you had some some blinders on, brother. Because, like I said, it it started off kind of okay. Like it started off good, but then it just kind of it, it's like they quickly just you know they they were just kind of slow walking. Like I said, they were walking their moves. It's like you can you can instantly tell what was coming up next. And, 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 you know, that's that's the problem that, you know, some people have with AEW. That's why you, they're still really hard to convince some people to really want to convert over is because, right. you know, they still have rough edges that they have to smooth out. So, you know, it was what it was. Um, it, it Omega and Page made it uh, presentable, I guess, you know, but these guys, I like I say, they got potential. I just feel like. Uh, this 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 definitely wasn't their night or the match. Honestly, maybe they're just not built for the time frame of that match. Maybe they weren't built for a twenty minute uh match to go out all like that. Uh, you know, maybe they maybe maybe it should have been somebody else. But everybody else was in the other uh tag match, so it's not like they really had somebody else to really pull. So right. understandable. But uh, Omega and Page came out with the victory. Of course, they retained. Um, you know, we all won out on that one. Uh, next up, we got. Uh, Janello versus Archer. Janella, not Janello. Janello, Janella. Well, you know what? I'll call it Janello because he looked like Jello when Archer was tossing his ass around. I, well, maybe that's why I called him Janello because <laughs> <laughs> the boy. I, don't get me wrong; he he did his part. You know, he tried to make Archer look good. Uh, it wasn't a bad match. Honestly, there was just really no interest in it for me. Um, the story wasn't bad, but it was just, I you know. Bump the story. I, I, it, the match was okay. It, 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 it was okay. Um, franchise. I'll, I'll start with you, man. What did you think of the match? It's, it's like you said. He, I mean, Janela. He, he did his best to, you know, make Archer look like, you know, who Archer came to AEW to be, how he's presented. Right. To me, it was nothing more than a glorified squash match. Um, we all talked about this a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. When we said we didn't understand the logic behind, uh, I think it was maybe at the last pay-per-view. I can't remember for sure, but the logic of Archer bringing people out into the ring to throw them in the ring to throw them out the ring. Like, the whole Sunny Kiss thing to me was just so extra. It's like, bro, really? Like, there was no explanation for why he did what he did. He just comes out after his entrance and just, all right, throws his ass out the ring. And they're like, all right, pointless. Uh... 
I felt like at the same time, though, this match did do what it was designed to do, which was kind of give Archer that redemption. Because you ain't seen Archer in a while. And, you know, we've all kind of criticized him. Like, hey, he got the look. He got the gimmick. But in, in ring, he, need, like, he needs the dance partner. I, I feel like he needs the right dance partner. I, and, and you know, and, and, I, and I think that's that, that's what it is. Uh, just, just like you said, the right dance par- partner and just that chemistry. I felt like he was out of sync with pretty much almost everybody he was in the ring with. So with yeah. Janela, with Janela, with him and his experience, you know, as far as hardcore and death matches and stuff like that, I felt like that was the right guy to go out there and just kind of take unnecessary bumps because at the right. end of the day, it was a squash match, but he did make it somewhat competitive. Then when he had the interference with Sonny Kiss and all that, so it was more than just a two-second match. So it, it did what it had to do, but like you said, man, the interest just – it wasn't there for me. I, I could have cared less. Uh, flawless. I watched this match, and Janelle is known as a hardcore guy. So whenever mm-hmm. it went outside, you know, you see him do the fly, you know, like jump at Archer. But, like, man. It was basically like a squash match. Like it was like your typical squash. Archer is just beating him up, and then Janela will get like the upper hand a little bit, and then Archer just destroyed him. I mean, it was it did nothing for me. But yeah, I understand. You know, they've been going at it. Archer right. got the win. You want to make Archer look dominant. He's been that way ever since he's got to AEW, except for his match against Cody. <laughs> but it did nothing for me. Right on. We'll we'll move on, man. To for to me, um, this next match, I this was match of the night. Uh, of course, you know the one thing we love about AEW, there it is, man. Uh, the one thing we love about AEW is their tag team division, man. We, I know me and Flawless, we we, we remember, you know, the Road Warriors, you know, uh, the the Heart Foundation, the Rockers, you know, the Demolition. You know, you had a lot of great tag teams. That were you know you wanted to see so to see a uh, to see AEW put an importance on it and really build you know interesting stories and matchups. I meant hands down eight man tag. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I was I, I was more ready for Ray Phoenix than anything else. I just wanted to see my boy Pentagon. I just wanted to see my boy Ray Phoenix, and I just want to see the Lucha Pro just go out there and just do what they do. And they they delivered. I, you know they delivered. They they were my boy, and I didn't realize that. Uh, uh, Pentagon was uh, stuck in Mexico, but they mm. say he was down there in AAA wrestling. So you know he was keeping himself in shape, and you could tell because he was you. He looked ready to go, and, and so what the match I'm talking about, of course, is the uh, the Butcher and the Blade with the Lucha Bros going up against the Young Bucks and FTR. Man, uh, flawless. I'm gonna bring it to you, man. Uh, yes. What did you think of this eight man tag? Man, I liked it. Uh, Lucha Bros is probably my favorite tag team in AEW. Like I told you guys this, uh, Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks ladder match is probably the best tag team match I've seen in a long time. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was good. It was just crazy at the spots. Um, Ray Phoenix didn't miss a beat. Man, when he did the um, Canadian Destroyer on the, on the outside, oh. yeah, yeah. That's why I was. That's why I was going crazy in the text messages because I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, I. This dude just showed me something I ain't never seen. Okay, I ain't never seen it done like that. I mean, I did like how like FTR and uh, the Young Bucks were working together, like how they yeah, did the spike yeah. pile driver and then they did the finisher. You know, like it was nice. But man, the Lucha Bros, man, Ray Phoenix, Pentagon, how they won, I liked it. It was a good match, match of the night. What they did was crazy. Um, 
you don't really see too much of the butcher and the blade, but they meshed well in this uh, match. So it was a good victory for Lucha Bros and Butcher and the Blade. Yeah, that that was one uh, one other good thing that I did take from this match was getting to see the Butcher and the Blade, and, and them kind of reminded me why I kind of liked this team when they first came in, man, because they're a, a tough team. They're, they're they're talented and they work well together, and they're a team they definitely need to start pushing over a little more. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought they showed out, you know, the, the Buck, Young Bucks, they're the Young Bucks, FTR. We already know what they can do. Uh, like I say, the way that they were working well together, switching off partners and doing their own little moves. I, everything played right, especially the one where uh, I think it was Nick Jackson in the ring and Pentagon went to go. Uh, he went to go put him in a headlock or flip him or something, and he reversed it. And then all of a sudden, I believe it was uh, Riker that came in and, and super kicked him. I, I, I I, I can't remember the names of FTR. I'm trying to remember their new names after, you know, trying to get rid of their old WWE names. But uh, it, it, there were just little spots, man, where you saw these two different teams work together. Uh, and, and it was awesome. So, uh, Franchise, what did you think of this eight-man tag match, man? Man, I loved it. Like, uh, honestly, I'm going to say, like you said, man, it was definitely a match of the night. Um, just to see how the Young Bucks uh, – and uh, shit, who am I saying? The Young Bucks and God damn it, who the Young Bucks? FTR, FTR, man. FTR, man. FTR, man. Come on now. Yeah, so so to see how the Young Bucks and FTR how they worked well together, and to see how you know the, uh, the Blade and the Butcher and Lucha Bros how they work well together, and then not only to see how the two teams work well together with each other, but then how all four teams worked well together as far as chemistry in the match. Uh, what I liked was at one point in time you had one of the young bucks. Then you had I want to say it was uh, who was it? Who was it? Uh, shit! Oh my god! Like you said, it's hard to remember the new name. Right, right. Know. I was like, what the fuck they or somebody? <laughs> yeah, who who was it? Uh, not Cash Wheeler. What's the other one? It's the ball headed one. That the one yeah. I was talking about was the ball headed one. But uh, I, yeah, it's hard to remember their new names. <laughs> yeah. So to see him and uh. <laughs> Bro, this is hard. That's Hardwood and Cash Wheeler. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, see, yeah so. man, right. Got to, got to start remembering that, man. <laughs> yeah, so, so to see, so to see the ball, dude, <laughs> and to see one of the young bucks, to see that moment where, man, where they, where they, where they were about to shake hands, they got broken up. It was cool, man, because you, you kind of planted the seeds, man, for other potential little matches down the line. Mm -hmm. Like you right. said, man, to see the Lucha Bros, man, to see, to know that, you know. Hey, they've been out of action for months, and to see them come back, especially my boy, like you said, your boy, our boy, Ray Phoenix, come back and flawless, like you said. As soon as I seen that 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 flipping Canadian, that or that diving Canadian destroyer, I already knew. I already knew in the back of my mind when I thought about that take two codes in last night. I'm like, yeah, he was talking about that. He had to be talking about that. Like that was crazy mm -hmm. to me. And like you guys said, man, with AEW and tag team wrestling. This is what I like about AEW because instead of having 200 guys on the roster and 195 of them sitting in catering, the guys who don't get a singles push right now, they're not left off the card. If you're not wrestling on dark, you're in a group, a tag team, a stable, you're somewhere, you know. Doing so something. Yeah, so it's like, okay, you might not be on TV every week, but at least, you know, you're you're, you're if you're not wrestling every week, you're at least coming out with, you know, somebody else in your group who is wrestling. And then eventually, you know, you might not wrestle on TV, but you just wrestled on dark. So it's like you're always some way, some shape involved in the storyline. So I like that a lot, man. I could definitely respect Tony Khan, man, making time for the guys. 
great match. Like I said, match of the night. Most definitely, most definitely. Uh, <clears throat> next up, Nyla Rose beat up two nobodies. She announced she was going to get a manager. After that, we got SCU versus Dark Order. Um, this, I haven't really been following the Dark Order thing with Coke Banner. I know they've been trying to recruit him. I didn't know. I, I somehow I must have missed. Uh, I guess them setting him up and. You guys see that bruise he had on the side, like when he was sitting on the table. I'm like, damn, what? y'all letting him wrestle with that? Like that man look like his his whole insides is bleeding. Like y'all need to, why are y'all? But you know, it's wrestling, whatever. But um, I the match wasn't bad. I mean, it's SCU. They they know how to you know they know what they're doing. I I, I do want to take notice that they announced, I guess, during a broadcast that uh. Christopher Daniels and, uh, and Kazarian are going to focus more on the tag team and Scorpio Sky is going to go more to the singles, but they're going to still function as a group. I like that. I, it, that kind of chemistry with a three-man team, that's something I wish the New Day would really establish. Really you know, yeah, something yeah. like that where it's like, yo, y'all can still focus on the tag team, but one of y'all need to – okay, Kofi, you got your run. Big E, why don't you take yours? But yeah, that's yeah. WWE. We're gonna keep it right here for AEW. But I like that. And I, I wanna I wanted to highlight that before we start talking about the match. Uh can't wait to see his single push. Definitely want to see because I, I like this match against Jericho. I want to see more of them. Uh with that being said, we got like I say, Coca-Mana, Dark Order versus SCU. Flawless, man. I'm gonna bring it to you, man. What did you think of the match? Uh it wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good. It was a decent, it was it was better than what I thought, but what did you think of it? Uh I thought it was a snooze fest, to be honest with you. I didn't like it. I understand what they're doing with Coke Mana. They want to get him the victory because he's been losing. So Brody Lee with Dark Order has been recruiting him. Uh -huh. you know, trying to take him under his wing. Like, hey, come here. We'll get you some wins. We'll help you. Right. But, I mean, it just it was terrible. Terrible match. I didn't like it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it wasn't like I say. STU, you know, they as far as the in ring work, it wasn't great. Uh, it wasn't one of those. This match probably could have went on early um, instead of going on as late. Uh, but I, I did like some of the antics that Brody Lee was doing. It, it was different to see him kind of be the manipulator and not just a, a stooge standing there just doing everyone's bidding or just kind of being a big dude, you know, not being a big doofus, but just kind of being a big monster. It was, it's it's kind of nice to see that. And the guy, the other guy that was wrestling with them, um, uh, hey, that dude is talented, man. Like, I, it might not have been a great match, but he has some nice spots, and he showed, you know, some things I didn't know he was, he was capable of doing, so definitely want to keep an eye on him. Uh, but yeah, you know, right now it was just more about the story of them trying to show Coca Banner that you know, we, you know, we you can be a part of us. We're, we have your best interest at heart, even though they're setting everything up just right, to right. make them join them. Franchise right. man, what did you think of the match, man? Uh, the the match wasn't it wasn't terrible, but once again, it was another one of those matches where we talked about this last week, where even though it's a pay-per-view for both shows, it's still TV. TV match, so, yeah. you're, so you're going to get those filler TV matches. Right. Uh, this one, like I said, it, it, it wasn't bad, but just knowing the caliber of good matches that were on this pay-per-view. Right. It's like, you, it's, like, it's like one of those things where you just know you had to throw that one in there. Uh, <laughs> Colt Cabana, man. I'm, I'm confused on how I feel about Colt Cabana because he's, he's a good wrestler. I know this. Uh, right. It's just his gimmick, man. I'm not 
I'm not a fan of the gimmick. So it's like I don't want that to 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 take away from how I feel I about his ability because he has the ability. It's just I'm not I'm not really working with the gimmick. So I think maybe I'm curious to see will he still be this version of Cocobana in the Dark Order, or is he gonna be like a more ruthless type, you know, badass like henchman type Cocobana? So I want to yeah. see where they're gonna go with the gimmick, but I understand what they're trying to do. They're serving them up easy wins, so it, it it wasn't bad, but it was it was a TV match. Yeah, it it was more of a story based match than it was a match match. It was just yeah. like I say, them just doing things to kind of convince him to come join them. Uh, after that, we got the main event. And, oh. oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yep, yep. As soon, as soon as I said it, I realized it. Next up, before we get to the main event, we get uh, uh, Brian Cage and Taz as they come out to do an interview with Tony Giovanni. And Taz has something in his hand, something that a lot of wrestling organizations didn't want to recognize, not even ECW to a degree, in which you would think they definitely would have recognized that title. But, you know, he had a title that's something that meant something from the fans. The fans recognized it. The fans knew what it was. And the title that he had that he presented to Brian Cage because, you know, this is their way of putting Cage over because clearly it looked like he's going to lose. Uh, <laughs> he, he pulls out the FTW, yeah. the, the World Championship. And, yeah. man, I ain't going to lie. When he pulled it out. I was kind of like, oh, 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 okay, all right, y'all really, okay, I see where you're going with it, Taz. You, you kind of bring it back that little, okay, I see what you're doing. I like it. I'm good with it. Uh, and, you know, of course, Taz, you know, cutting the promo that he does, it, it wasn't as vicious as the one he did before last week. That one was top-notch, best of Taz. This one was, it, it was, it was okay. It was enough to just put over what he was doing. Uh, what did you, how do you guys feel about Brian Cage having his championship and do you really see him holding it and trying really representing it, or is this just a one-off gimmick for him to have for this one match? Uh, Flawless, I'll bring it to you. So when Taz rung out the title, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, because there was two FTW titles. Right. The first one looked like the Wayne Eagle, and then this was the second one. And the uh, funny thing is, the reason why he created the FTW title in the first place is because Shane Douglas was the champion. Right. Jane Douglas was injured and Taz was supposed to face him. So Taz called himself the uncrowned champion. So right. it makes sense to give it to Brian Cage because he's saying Brian Cage is now the uncrowned champion because Moxley's not here. Right. I loved it, man. Taz on the mic is still good. Like he just fits, man, as a mouthpiece. Mouthpiece. School it's, of Paul Heyman. You know, it's like, you know, Paul Heyman is so good on the mic with Lesnar. It's like Taz is so good on the mic. Michael Cage, and yeah. I like him bringing out the FTW title. Funny thing is, because I remember when <laughs> hilarious, because when Sabu beat Taz, Sabu was mad on the original one that Taz's name was engraved on there. Mm -hmm. So Taz had to put like a little sh masking tape and write in Sharpie Sabu. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That would have that that that's a perfect fitting for ECW at yeah. that time. But that that, that was perfect. Was so mad because he couldn't take. The Taz nameplate off, so he just wrote a yeah, sharpie. That, that's perfect because that just shows the gimmick of ECW. Just like, nah, you know what? Nah, it's but my I championship. You want it, but you don't really yeah, get to yeah. feed it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Taz, I mean, it was a great segment, great promo, pulling out right. the FTW title. 
brings back memories. I could see so many people wanting the FTW title now. So yeah, most definitely. Uh, franchise. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so Taz, man, like you said, you know the FTW title is some renegade shit. You know, and Taz, let me let me let me tell you, let me tell you, I love Taz more as a mouthpiece. As I thought, I liked him as a commentator. In in, in in WWE, no. Still do. I, Still do. I, I, I do. I do. But this version of Taz, as mm. the mouth, like you can tell, like the, the, the straps are off, the reins are off. Like they, Tony Khan telling Taz, like, hey, man, go out there and do your, do your, talk your shit. Tony Khan doesn't do like scripted promos. So he's just telling them to go. And, and, and this is an example of what happens when you don't try to hold your talent down. You go out there, man, this guy's a legend in the business. He'd have been in the business. He'd have been around the business 30-plus years. This yeah. is what happens when you let your talent go out there, man, and just do what they do. When you put that trust in them. Taz cut probably the best two promos in two weeks as anybody, man, that can come up with a WWE from the writer's standpoint just because it's real. When Taz came out there, he brought a title, one, that the fans weren't expecting, one, that the fans knew and loved, and two, it was a real story behind it. They don't want to recognize me? Fuck it. I'm going to bring my own title. And you, right. know what? you know what? Moxie don't want to come and wrestle. He don't want to re- he, he don't want to respect us enough to come in the ring, even though we know you good to go. Cool, fuck it. Whether I beat you or not, I'm still the champion. Right. He's still the champion. So I like that, man. It was it, it was nice. My only thing is this with the FTW title, is it just gonna be a prop for this rivalry, or is e, right. uh AEW actually gonna acknowledge it and they're gonna actually make it where you can fight for? It? That's my only question about that. Only I can, I, okay, so you know how I said they need a secondary title, and you know, we were questioning well. What kind of title? Like, should it be an intercontinental or like what well, they can't do intercontinental because they, they, you know, that's kind of already taken. You can't mm-hmm. do United States because there's already two companies with a United States. So you really can't do that. So, you know, and I was throwing out TV championship like you got to have something. Why not do that? So that's what the TNT championship is. Right. I now think with AEW still kind of being that hardcore kind of uh, company, yeah. FTW. That's yeah. perfect championship. I, you can have the, you can kind of have those type of matches with that championship banner. It's 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 twenty four seven ish, but it's 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 a little raw. It's it's a little more gritty. You know, it's not it's not right. kid friendly as you as we want to so, say. So so would it so would it be like twenty four seven meets hardcore championship? Yeah, pretty much. The only thing that you know is not defended. You know, twenty four seven whenever. You know, it's. You know, they can set up certain matches and you can have a guy like Cage where you can put him in matches where he can kind of get over and then you can you can play with the hardcore rules a little bit. And then, you know, you can kind of play with the real, you know, the normal rules, but you can make it another championship where you just kind of giving guys opportunity. You're just giving them time to build, you know, and do more stuff. I, it may be a little early to make it official, but just something to think about. Right. Right. So, all right. With that being said, <clears throat> now we're going to move on to this main event. And for me, second best match of the night. Uh, this match here is what got flawless for a back-to-back sweep on AEW picks. I don't know how he did it, folks. You know, it's not like he really watches the shows a lot these days. But uh, <laughs> next up, man, we got we right. We're running, you know, hey, I had to throw that out there, man. You know, we I had this conversation in text. I, I, I had to throw it out there. I know 
Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. We. Yeah. You sure do. You know the. You know the guy who reports on the uh, tapings. Uh. So next up, man, we had our boy, Mister Blood Orange Cassidy, and you know, ever since he got that ear, you know, that ear uh, split, you know, that's what he's been going up against the Le Champion, Chris Jericho, and I gotta admit, man, I love the way Cassidy came out. You know, it was he was still Cassidy, but you can tell. All right, now nah, this 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 ain't a gimmick. This is me really about to come out and really just give Chris Jericho, you know, the business. And the best part for me, I mean, the match was the whole match was great. The whole match was great. The best part for me was when he did his little kicks. And, you know, and Jericho already told you, you're not going to get that off. So the fact that he got the three kicks off and just when you think he was going to do the the, the, the the lazy super kick, bam, right in the face. I'm like, oh, didn't see that coming. All right. I like that. It, he was all over the place. He was he was doing the best he could. I like that Santana Ortiz were out there because it kind of made Cassidy seem like a bigger threat. It's like it's Jericho. Jericho don't need these two. And I love that they came out with the orange juice. I <laughs> got got to got to got to give props up for creativity. But it, it was a good it was the best. It was the second best match. I like the way Jericho just put over Cassidy, man. Like the dude's got heart. Yeah. You give him the opportunity. He can go out there and he can, you know, go with the best of them. It's his character that people question or, you know, the way he works the character sure but put the guy in the match you'll change your opinion franchise i'm gonna bring it to you man because we took the l i'm not gonna let flawless talk yet uh what what did you think of uh what did you think of this match first of all the match was like you said definitely second best match of the night had the lucha bros said hey goddamn ray phoenix not been even on the card this might have been match of the night but uh but so I, i got a couple different things as far as the match goes uh, mm-hmm. I don't really see what the point of contention is with them. I, I I don't understand what the 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 rage and the being upset is about Orange Cassidy because it's not like he wrestles the whole match lazily. It's not like he wrestles the whole match with his hands in his pockets. You know, he starts off boom, 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 but then Soon as it's time to go, man, this dude doing flips, he's doing dives, he's showing he could be a technical wrestler if he needs to be. So I guess I never understood that complaint from the fans. Uh, but as far as Jericho goes, man, Jericho did a great job. It was a couple moves that he sold, and knowing that he said, you know, weeks before, you know, you try that shit on me, I'm gonna whoop your ass. So to, to see Jericho talk all that shit, I'm like, yo, I, I didn't even want you to come here in the first place. Like, who the hell is he? Like fuck is this and to see you sell the same exact moves you pretty much said that you didn't understand and you could have cared less about i respect that because that shows jericho man this guy's been in the boy game what three decades damn near more or less and damn near four yeah and you are the you know you're this company's first inaugural champion with a resume as long as you know the eyes can see and for you to come in and put this guy over that goes to show man like you're not just putting over anybody. You have enough, you know, clout and cachet to be like, yo, this dude ain't about to beat me. I'm, fuck that. The fact that you just main evented a pay-per-view with the Ayatollah of rock and roller, yeah, that's throwback Jericho. The fact that you main evented a pay-per-view with this guy, and even though you lost, you clearly came out the winner on this one. Great yeah. match. I love the antics from uh, Ortiz and Santana. Like you said, with the, with the big-ass jugs of orange juice. 
so ghetto, so stereotypical. I love it. <laughs> right, right. And then after splashing it in his face, I like you ain't see nothing. You ain't you ain't see that. You ain't see that. You trip. You ain't see that. You ain't you know you ain't no. Nah, you tripping. Your eyes playing tricks. Like I'm like, I love these dudes, man. Like oh, I love these guys, man. And then when they pan in the Aubrey Edwards, and then you look at the mat, it's a big ass stain from the orange. And she's laying in it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can tell she was like, "Oh, I just had to lay in this damn orange juice." Yeah, damn, they baby looking. They paying me enough money. But I loved it, man. I, I I loved it, man. Shout out to Jericho, man. This guy can do no wrong. Shout out to Jericho. All right, flawless man. I guess we'll let you speak. Yeah, you know, since I'm the only all right, one, man. That's I, enough of that. All right, man. So woman, no, I'm, just, I'm the only one undefeated of AEW for the past two weeks because I know uh, my, I know my wrestling. So. Uh-huh. I didn't like the match. Really? I didn't like it. Uh, What's wrong with it? It was okay. Uh, Orange Cassidy, this match felt like his match against Pac. Orange Cassidy gets his ass whooped, then he gets some offense, then he keeps doing the fucking hurt. Tornado DDT. Like, is that the only fucking move do you have, dude? Hey, this is uh, awesome, man. Come on, man. <laughs> like, hey. Look, like, Jericho can, can only do so much. <laughs> That's the movie he goes to. Tornado uh, DT. Tornado uh, But, I mean, I knew Jericho was going to win. Whoever picked Cassidy is blinder than Ray Charles. So, you know. <laughs> Look, Jericho ain't the champion. Hey, and it, it looked right for him. I, I figured this would be a rivalry. I figured they would go back and forth. I figured he would have. Uh, be the champion. Right. I, well, I figured Cassidy would have got, like, a lucky victory. And when, once I seen Santana Ortiz come out, I'm like, okay. They go okay. I see how this is gonna go. Cassie's gonna get the victory, but this is gonna build up to another match where Jericho's just gonna go ballistic, and they're gonna have another match, and then of course he'll go over, and they can build a nice little rivalry, and he's gonna, you know, everything that I, you know, I thought it could still happen that way. It's just Jericho happened to win instead of Cassidy, but it, hey, you know me, man. I'm a wrestling fan. You know, I can go with logic, but I also gotta go with, you know, who I who I'm a fan of, and I chose who I'm a fan of. I think Jericho's going next for Cody Rhodes' uh, TNT title. That's where I think he's going. I can see that setup coming up soon, just so he can have that and then maybe add the tag team so then he can be the first Grand Slam champion at AEW. And I, I could possibly see that because definitely, I, I do definitely see him and Garver, uh whenever he comes back. You know, he's coming back, but when he comes back, I did potentially see them before he left possibly going for the tag team championship if not say be the ones to take it off page in omega but that was before ftr came and now we got the lucha bros back so uh yeah okay that that may still happen but that may be down the line mm-hmm. but um you, you done you done though uh you, nothing else man you good you talked all you need to talk you bragged all you need to brag all right man well um for the show for this yeah. particular show like I said, man, flawless man. He went perfect on the picks. He ended up with 36. Uh, franchise, man. Look, for the first four matches, we were all tied. We, we were going, you know, we were all winning. I picked SCU and I gambled. Whatever. It is what it is. That's what I do, man. Uh, of course, I was going with Orange Cassidy regardless. It, it didn't matter. I, I, I've become a fan of him. I wanted, I thought he would win. I figured he would get it. It is what it is, but uh, franchise, you you lost you lost out on that match. If 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 uh, Cassidy would have won, you would have been perfect. But it was the franchise. Uh, you got thirty five at the moment. This was before I watched uh, NXT. Uh, franchise, a uh, flawless got thirty six, and I had thirty three to end the night, at least to end that show. So, 
Sorry, man. But NXT? Oh, NXT was something different. Nah, yeah, that was yeah, something yeah. different. Yeah, you guys watch the spoilers on NXT. That's what happened. That's why. No, I no, buddy. No, no. We didn't watch spoilers. <laughs> we didn't watch no spoilers, Mister. I don't watch wrestling because I can't watch it without the fans. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Whatever. Uh, but with that being said, gentlemen, that was the end of Fire Fest. Not a bad night. Um. Uh, I feel like they. I feel like for the first two nights of this pay per view that they've done for two weeks, I feel like they could have. Um, the, the they could have spread it out the match card. I I think the first night had too much high profile, where the second night had too many fillers. I mean, they both had fillers because it was a TV pay per view, but I think they could have they could have spread it out a little better and maybe placed them a little different. Other than that, the first night to me was better. The second night just had two good matches. The other ones were just uh, they were just they were just TV time matches. Uh, what did you guys think of the first two weeks of uh or both nights of a uh, fighter fest? Don't matter. Right. It was okay. Yeah, uh, like you said, man. Uh, I agree with both. It wasn't bad, but definitely a week one. I think if you, either you could have spread them out more, or you could have had the cards in reverse. Like the cards you had for this week, you could have had it going first last right. week, and the last week this week. Because last week set the bar so high, it was like, all right. I can't wait to get to next week. Can't wait to get next week. But then it's like, all right, well, damn. You know that flame kind of fizzled out just a little bit. But I right. mean, hey. It was still worth watching, nonetheless. I'm not mad. I watched the whole thing. It was still a good. It was still a good paper. Yeah, it really was. Really was. All right, man. With that being said, that is the AEW review of Fighter Fest Night Two. Like I said, Flawless had the victory for the time being. Until we get to the next show, which, if you guys are ready, we'll go ahead and jump right on in it. Yep. Let's go. All right, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna kick off the NXT Great American Bash Night Number Two. Uh, this match started off with again another match that ah, just did not start night. That is one thing I will say about both of these pay per views. Uh, they both had first matches that kind of uh, eh, they, they they were somewhat exciting, but they they also uh, they 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 just lacked a, a certain importancy. Uh, flawless. I'm a, I want to bring it to you, man. We we started off with Larray and Yim, uh, street fight. There were some nice spots. I, I will give there were some spots, but overall, what did you think of this match? It was all right. I mean, I like hardcore matches, you know, like street fights, you know, in NXT with the women. Right. I think me and Yim's been in a couple, especially one with Dakota Kai. Oh, yeah. Um, I picked Yim because I thought she would pull one out because she's been on the losing end. But I should have known better because she sucks and she's terrible. <laughs> but, like, I don't get how Kenneth Way wins. What a freaking swinging neck breaker off the top rope, like a little. Because they cheap, landed in them chairs. Yeah. It's like a little cheap, sure. fast move, man. Come on, well, man! Look, like man, you saw man, that man. table, man. That table, they couldn't. The, the the legs weren't out for the table, so there was no way they were gonna do some really good move without falling off or breaking their neck or something. Like if you went like with a hip toss on a chair, like come on, man, a swinging neck breaker. All right, well, after oh, all that beat, that look after that beat guy. Honky talk man with that lame ass finisher. <laughs> hey, look! If it worked for him, why can't it work for Candice LeRae, man? Stupid finish, finish to the match. Stupid. Yeah, uh, Yim was. Yeah, she was sloppy as usual, and it, it, uh, yeah. you know, the I match is like, sloppy. Bad, you know, I'm, I'm just saying. Well, you know, that's hey, Keith Lee. Hey, well, after that, we'll, we'll get to that Ooh. later. Uh, <laughs> look, it, it was. She had her. Yeah, she she had her moments. Um, the match was. It was okay. It was a little botchy. It. 
to me, that match and uh, the private party and and uh, Omega and Page match, they were kind of the same. Two matches that kind of started off kind of nice, then kind of just dipped down. And, you know, it really wasn't exci- – I wasn't excited. Like, I was watching it, and I'm like, I'm bored. Like, I'm, I'm just bored of this match. Like, it's a hardcore match. I like NXT. I like when NXT – like you say, when the women get to do matches like this, I just – I just wasn't into this match. And comparing it to Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai's match, nowhere near it. So, I, yeah, this it, it was a bit of a bore. Franchise, man, what did you think of your girl, Mia Yams? Yams! Uh, <laughs> all right, so, I mean, this one, I'll bite the bullet. <laughs> I was about to say, was you, was you still drinking the Blue Moon and, and the Stone Cold together when you was watching this, too? Nah, was you man, falling I- in love? Nah, nah. I mean, so the match it, it started off good. It started off really good, man. Yim came out, man, started whooping that ass all over the floor, up, down, left, right, side to side, man. She was getting it in, right. And then man, I think the Tims was too heavy on her feet. <laughs> but she didn't have, did she have on Tims? I thought she had on uh, Uggs this time, Bruh, Them was straight up New York Tims, bruh. She had them yeah. butters on. <laughs> She had, hey, hey, why her legs, she, legs were hard and left in her leg every time she walked. Hey, bro, yeah. she had them. She had them Brooklyn specials on. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn specials, hell no. Nah. They didn't have the tree. They had the bush on them. <laughs> but no, nah, like I said, it was cool, man. It, it started off cool, then it kind of, like you said, man, for a hardcore match, uh, or, you know, it really kind of lost its luster with me because, especially with the women, I. I think right now, man, I think uh, Dakota Kai and uh, Tegan Knox. I think they set the bar so high with the physicality in that match. It's going to take something special, man, to top that. Uh, like you guys said, when, it, when, when, when the Yim and LeRae, when they were up on the table before they did the finish, I can already tell, man, that thing like it was going to go one of two ways. Either it was going to be like a, like a little lame-ass move, which they did, or right. somebody's gonna end up falling off, breaking their neck because that table wasn't steady at all. I'm actually surprised they went through diving off of the thing anyway. So, like I said, man, it was cool. One thing I did say, uh, I, I'm pretty sure you guys remember this. It's pretty early in the match when Yim, when she drop kicked Larray and Larray went through the table. Mm-hmm. Dude, Larray jumped so far back, I thought she was gonna miss that table. Yeah, I, I and I saw that because I'm like, <clears throat> you said Larray took a huge bump. I'm like, and I'm I was waiting for it. I'm like, oh, she didn't. She hit the table perfectly. Like it, it was just far enough to where she fell. She didn't hit the the door. She didn't hit the wall. But yeah, it it was it was pretty safe, I guess. Yeah, but my thing is, hey, I thought, hey, <laughs> me and Yim, I'm trying, Yim, I'm trying. with you come on, Yim, make me look good. Win, win one, win one. Uh, no win one look good doing it shit you can lose but look good in it shit damn man look, look like you know how to make a move yeah. all right man we're gonna move on up so we had a couple of matches and i, I want to yeah. throw this out there so we had bronson reed and tony niece um unfortunately they didn't announce these prior to the show so we didn't get a chance to predict on these bronson reed ended up winning and honestly i like bronson reed i would have picked him so that would have been a point for me so i lost out on that one but it is what it is uh, but next up, we got uh, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, another guy that I am definitely I, I've been I've been on board with him since the first time I saw him after he came from Evolved into NXT. A lot of good talent, definitely a character. I'm starting to see 
a younger, almost maybe better version of Kofi Kingston in a way. I don't know. It's just looking at him sometimes. And it's like, man, you damn, you got a bit of Kofi in you, but I, I think you got a little bit of more in your arsenal. But you you just got to flush it out and get a little better. But he ended up going against uh, Mr. No uh, No Heart, No Soul, Mr. Johnny Gargano, Mr. Wrestling, Mr. Cleveland himself. Uh, I, I like this match. This was a good, you know, one, you know, uh, wrestling one on one match. Uh, it started off, you know, very technical, very old school kind of, you know, move for move reversals and all that stuff, you know, and, you know, flaws. I know me and you, we like that type of thing. And then they started going into their offense. They started going into their little moves and it picked up. It had a few moments, you know, where it kind of got slow, but they still found the way to you know, to keep the interest. This was a really good match. As far as NXT, I feel like this was, was the second best match for NXT. Uh, Scott didn't get the victory. I lost out on that one, but that's fine. Like I say, I, I thought he would win. I went with who I wanted to win. Uh, Flawless, I bring it to you, man. Your boy, Johnny Gargano, man. What did you think of this match? Uh, I'm shocked you would go against somebody from your hometown, but, you know, that's here or there. Yeah, uh, man. You know, man. I, 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 to be honest, I like Gargano. I would watch his matches, but uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm more of a Champa guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just match started off slow, a little technical. You know, doing some little reversals. Right. Then the pace started picking up, like you were saying, their offense. Um, I like Scott. He's been good on the independent scene, especially when he was in Evolve. Boy, he can do moves like no other. Like, man, he's athletic, crazy, talented. Um, I thought this match with Johnny Gargano was good. It shows you what Scott can do further if mm -hmm. he's put up against, like, say, like a Finn Balor or a Karrion Cross or Tommaso Ciampa or an Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. You can put him in there and he'll put on a good match and you don't have to worry about that. But I think Johnny Gargano's new character, the no heart, no soul, man, he's just vicious, just a different type of wrestler. Every type yeah. of animal when he gets in there. Like he wants I do to take like this heel side. Yeah, yeah, like he'll take you apart. Like mm -hmm. I liked him as a face, but man, him as a heel, he's sadistic. Oh, yeah, I, I agree, and I and I like his heel. I just went with Scott. I thought Scott would yeah. get the victory, and, and I was hoping this – I'm hoping this will still build something where they'll get another match, yeah. and yeah. we can get to see this again and, and you know, and, and see Scott kind of get that push because he's got it. He just needs this time to, you know, get up there. But uh, I think – Good match for Scott to you know showcase what he's about with like some oh, of the upper echelon talent. Like oh, it's yeah. like a, a guy where you're like, I know he lost, but I want to see some more of him. Exactly. Franchise man, what you think of your boy? I mean, no Scott proved without a doubt, win, lose, or draw, he the flies in the room. I mean, the guy, this was like you guys said, this was a clinic. And to me, once again, this is one of those matches where it had another match not been on the card, i.e., Keith Lee, Adam Cole. This would have been match of the night. To me, I feel like, at least from what I can remember, this is Scott's best match in WWE. Point blank, period. This is, uh, you know what? I, I wouldn't say this was his best because he's had some other best matches. Because I'm thinking, because didn't he have one with Kushida? He had one with Kushida. I mean, the Fatal Four Away wasn't bad. He's had a, quite a few matches where he's had good showings, and he's won and. You know, I, I feel like this is one of one of his best matches. I don't think it was his best match, but I, I definitely think it was one of the matches he needed to have. But this was also one of his best matches. I, I will say this though: what you guys said, uh, more specifically about you know this new all uh, no no hard all no the Johnny Gargano man. This new this no new hard no soul. 
Yeah, this this new Johnny Gargano. First of all, I love the final beat, DDT, or the one final beat, whatever it is, however he announces it. Mm-hmm. I like that, but I really can see, after watching this match, I want this to become a thing with him and Scott. I want this to be a real wire. I want to see these guys go, like how you had him and Champa go match after match, pay-per-view after pay-per-view. I want to see this get to that point where I don't care if I only get another three or four weeks to a month out of it. I want to see this build up to something crazy. Because you see the backstage interactions, you've seen this hell of a match they put on. I want to see something get so bad. I want to see this rivalry get so important that you got to have the match of all matches to make this definitive. I want to see it go down. Good job by both of them. I want to see it happen. Right on. Like I said, yeah, great showing for Scott. Gargano pulled out the victory with a, a cheap move on the outside. And when that happened, I kind of saw, damn, he about to lose. All right, it's cool. It's about to go down. All right, I forgot. All right, it's cool. That's all right. Good showing, guy. Can't wait to see the next match. Yeah. Boom. We're going to move on. Uh, next up, uh, we got Breeze, Zango, and Drake Maverick versus Delgado and the two other guys, new guys, not really sure who they are, never really seen them before. Um can't, I don't want to. I don't want to mispronounce their name, so I'm gonna just start with Delgado and his two other guys with him. Y'all know who I'm talking about. If you yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't a bad match. I felt this was a a cruiserweight kind of tag team match. It, you know, they had spots. They, you know, it was entertaining. They had a hot tag. It, it was, it was, it was okay. It was a good. It was a good match. It wasn't best match, but it was definitely ser- serviceable, if I could say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, flawless man. What did you think of this match? Uh, uh, again, uh, you know, I lost out. I took a chance. I figured Drake would have got a victory this way because I didn't see him beating Delgado for the championship. I, I don't see him, you know, pinning him. So I figured he would have got a victory in a tag team uh, match, and then that probably would have set up him get another title shot. But he probably wouldn't have won it. I, I was, I was thinking, you know, a, a writer kind of storyline kind of way. Like maybe I, I would do it that way. But that's why I picked Breezango and Drake. I figured that's why he'll get a victory, but he didn't. Uh, Flawless, what did you think of the match? Uh, I was watching the first couple minutes of it, and then I went to the bathroom and made sure I didn't come out until this match was over. <laughs> this match is <laughs> off. All right, dude. <laughs> All right, that's Flawless for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, franchise, what's happening? <laughs> did you go to the bathroom, too? Did you go cook? Would you, did you take a shower? <laughs> did you go work out? What you do, do, man? <laughs> I know, man. You look like Big Swole with more hair. <laughs> oh, oh well, that is Big Swole, man. He just, you know, put his oh, hair on. Yeah, yeah. No, he medium swoles. You know, he ain't that tall, but he medium swole. Hey, man. Right, go hey, ahead, man. Hey, how Big Swole be? Hey, Big Swole be like this? He's, he's short swole. He's <laughs> <laughs> Mini swole. <laughs> Mini swole. Oh, snap. Go ahead, Flaw, uh, franchise man. All right, man. I'm going to put it like this Rockstar Spud back in TNA, Impact, whatever. I liked it. I just, I, I don't, I'm not really buying Drake Maverick, man, in WWE as a wrestler. I don't know. I, I it, it, well, that's because they that that's because they buried him. I mean, he was never a wrestler in WWE. This is the first time we've actually yeah. got to really see him be a wrestler, where he was a general manager or a manager, or you know, just chasing our truth and having BS twenty four seven matches. So, so this is the first time we're actually getting to see him 
wrestle outside of that cruiserweight tournament they had. Yeah, and and, and but and I'm gonna say this too, like as far as Brizan go, these are a group of guys, man, who I feel like their sole job now isn't to win. <laughs> I feel like their sole job is really just to put over the other talent and uh, the younger talent and and NAC. You know, I feel like these are the NAC OGs. I feel like, you know, I love their gimmicks. I love how every pay-per-view they come out with like a new gimmick, man. This is it's funny from that aspect. But right. and they're and they're really good in the run. Like they're a good tag team. I love them two together in NXT as opposed to the main roster. But I don't know, man. Just I wasn't sold on, you know, those two teaming up with Maverick. I do like I wanna say their name, uh, the group names like Elgato. Del Fantasma, some something of that nature. Yeah, something like that. But I, you know, I I, I want to keep our uh Latin and, and you know Hispanic, yeah. you know, fans. I don't want it to be disrespectful. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, know. but but as far as those three guys go, I'm liking that faction. I'm liking yeah. that. I'm like I'm liking that group. And then uh what's the what's the guy, the leader of the group, Santos Escobar. That boy, that boy got a look. That boy looked like money. He performed like money. He got his henchman on the side. It's like, you know. Are they are they a little? Do they need a little bit of improvement? A little spit spit shining? Absolutely. But as far as the look go, oh, they got the look. Yeah, they're attack. They're, they're clearly they're three capable guys of being wrestlers. Uh, my only thing is Garza was just there, you know, and he I, for for me, I, I think that's kind of the, the thing. Like he looks like somebody that has the talent, but you just had Garza in NXT, and the fact that you just had him down and he got over like like that like he was he, he was over quickly you kind of this is kind of his replacement he's good but he doesn't have that charisma that garza has right now you know even even before he got to the main roster when he was on nxt you know he had that he had that certain thing where you hated him because he, he had that asshole effect that he was just showing but he had the he had all the uh the know-it-all to back it up in the ring and his character man you know what he's got a nice character it works for him i just feel like He's the replacement for that. Uh, it, it, it'll take him a while to kind of get over with people. You know, you know what's funny about Garza? I would, just, I swear, I was just thinking about th that this morning when I was trying to come up with like topics and stuff for us to possibly talk about with Garza. It's amazing, like it's trippy how quick he went from NXT to the main roster. It's like the very first time I well, seen him. You, you got to thank the coronavirus for that. Yeah, it was it was like the first time I seen him, he was backstage getting slapped by fucking uh, Tommaso Ciampa. And then the next thing I know, he teamed with Andrade and Zelina Vega. Like, where is the world come to? <laughs> but, yeah, it's like you said, man. I do feel like he's supposed to be his replacement type. But, boy, that boy Carson, man, he's something special. It's just yeah. he, he, even though he's supposed to be a heel, man, it's like, like you said, he got that swag. Like, you know, he feels like he belongs there. Like they say, man, he. It's, 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 that, it's that Latin power, man. It's, 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 that, it's that Latin swag that Vince and WWE loves so much. Minus their Samoans. You know, ain't nobody over the Samoans. No, no, no. Well, well only only the Latin. It, it's the Samoans, and it's, you know, you, you can't rule out Mexico. Between the Samoans yeah. and the Mexicans, they, yeah. they got that on lock. That, if there's a family faction that yeah. has wrestling on lock outside of Ric Flair and Charlotte, <laughs> it's those two families, man. You, you can't forget the Latinos and the Samoans. You... That is wrestling. That's the basis of wrestling. So you you can never I don't think there's one better than the other. I, I think they're equal. It's just yeah. all about who comes out and is the new hot thing. Right now you got Roman Reigns, one of Samoa, and you got Garza and Andrade and them. So and you had Samoa Joe, but 
you know, you 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 got the talent. You just got about who's all hot right now, but hey, they, they, they're even. I felt the pain in your voice when you had to say Samoa Joe name. Because you know, man, because I, 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 you know, he, my man, my man is done, man. I'm not, I'm not ready for him. He just, ah, uh, man, he was just getting his foot in the door. Ah, uh, man. Okay, I, I digress. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, uh, like I say, it was, it was an okay match. Moving on, guys. We got, um, we had another match. I don't remember who the girls were. Um, was it Martinez? Yes. Martinez. Martinez. And uh, Mercedes Martinez and Santana Garrett. Okay, yeah, because the one girl just came from TNA, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she just yeah, yeah, she just came from TNA. So I remember, I just, I just can't remember her name. Uh, sorry, guys, you know, new people. I'm I'm terrible with names. Uh, they had a match. I believe Martinez won. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's the one. Yeah, okay, so she's the one that won. And it was, it, I guess you could say it was just a squash match. But again, it was one of those last minute advertised match. Next up, we got a uh, announcement that uh, Tegan Knox was going to fight uh, Io Shirai next week. We're going to get um, there was another match that they had announced. Uh, uh, I, I can't remember what the match was, but we're going to get Io and them next week. Then they had a, a nice little video package of them two hyping up their match. I don't know what it is about Io and her promos, but her being underwater and just just yeah. kind of being that cryptic, like you don't know if she's a face or she's a heel, but. She's a character. You like her character. I like this more dark, kind of mysterious. You don't know what mindset she's in, EO. I like this. And this is why I say when you asked the question uh, last last week was, uh, was WWE just copying off AEW with the Asian people being champions? That's why I say not with NXT because Triple H really has faith in EO Shirai where Vince just, he had no choice but to believe in Asuka. You know, so you could probably say that, but with EO, you see he believes in her and he's putting his best foot forward to making her look really like a legit champion, which she is. Uh, so we got that set up. And then, you know, after that, we got the main event. We got the winner takes all. We got Keith Lee, you know, the North American champion coming out to Mr. Adam Cole, baby, the longest reigning NXT champion uh, for the winner. Like I said, winner take all match guys. Um, best match of NXT. Uh, it's a tie with me. I, I would, uh, it's a tie for me between this and the eight man tag for AEW. I like both matches. I'm sorry. I can't root against the Lucha bros. I'm sorry. If, if you felt Cole and Lee was way better, I can't root against the Lucha bros. I'm sorry. I, they're my boys. Uh, so I, I name it as a tie, but this was not a bad match. I, I like this match. It went 20 minutes uninterrupted. Uh, I, I like that there was no interference. I, I kind of figured Undisputed would come out, but I like that, you know, Cole held his own because you kind of wondered, would he really be able to beat Lee? Could he really, could you really believe that Adam Cole would have a shot? And, you know, you thought he was going to get the Johnny Gargano again, but he didn't. He ran into the plexiglass. That kind of helped Cole, you know, sell the match through. It, it, it all worked. They told a great story. And I just love uh, Cole just talking trash. Hey, champ, can I call you champ? You mind if I call you champ, do I? I'm like, you know what, man, Cole, just keep doing your thing, man. I, And that's kind of the one thing I like about not having the fans uh, before mm-hmm. I go to Flawless with the, uh, what he thought of the match. One of the reasons why I'm okay with the fans not being there is because wrestlers, you know, wrestlers have to talk to each other in matches. Anybody that knows wrestling, you know they have to talk. They hide it because of the fan noise, and I feel like because of the fans not being there, 
it's had to make them a little sharper. That's why I say, you know, even though they're, the fans aren't there, we're still getting a lot of good matches because these guys got to be, they got to know what they're doing. They got to be a little bit better. You can't be talking to each other because there's no one in the arena. So we can hear you talk to each other. You got to hide that. And, and I, I like that aspect because, like I say, I feel like it's made people better because you got to step up your game. You really got to you really got to let your your skill set and everything show and, and, you know, and, and to put on a really good match. Uh, with that being said, flawless, man. <clears throat> what did you think of this winner take all Keith Lee, Adam Cole uh, title match? I liked it. Uh, Storyline was perfect. I liked how they showed them backstage before they came out getting ready. Then once the music hits, they're coming out. Right. Cole just talking trash to Lee, like, hey, champ, you okay, champ? Come on, champ, get up. Right, uh, man. I, like, I love know, it. It's, it's just great. Like, oh, man, like, one of my favorite parts of the match is when Lee had Cole pinned, and all you see is Cole's finger touch the bottom rope. Just like one <laughs> finger. You know? Yeah, and they see Keith slap it off like yeah, yeah. But, like, man, like, they told, like, it was a great match with a good story, especially the Panama's. Sunrise, you know, then he oh. hit out of Keith Lee, like man. And then uh I like how like uh Keith Lee would like clothesline Adam Cole, like he held his hand, then he brung him back up, like pulled him back up. Yeah, and the one clothesline where Adam Cole went to do a flip, but he landed on like the back of his neck. I was just gonna say that I'm like, ooh, yeah. that was crucial right there. Yeah, but like then like Cole would hit him and Keith Lee would just like hawk up like Urgh. and then the ending and everything that happened, man, it was beautiful, it was good from start to finish. Like, there was, like, no missed spots. Like, you were tuned in right. to the whole match. And that's why I think this was, like, the best match of both nights for both shows. Right. I agree uh, with that. I would have loved it if this was on, like, an actual takeover with fans. It would have been yeah. so great. But the match was very good planned out. And there was no boring spots in this match. And it played out beautiful. Right. And, and like I said, I was very surprised we didn't get uh, undisputed, especially yeah. when we got O'Reilly showing up because, you know, he hasn't really been on the show. So to see him get out the car earlier in the show and they all showed up, I said, oh, man, they about to go full force. They, they're they about to just they, they about to bring out all the guns. They're about to throw the kitchen sink at Keith Lee. And somehow it's like, man, is he going to overcome it or is this going to be Cole's way of, you know, just that one too many guys. And, you know, he just takes advantage. So. I, I thought that was going to happen. I like that they made you suspense that, but then it never really came, you know, yeah. fruition. So that was kind of awesome. Franchise, man. Uh, this match here, this match here, man, it gave you the perfect picks for NXT uh, as this was what cost Flawless his lead because uh, you had Lee, he had Cole. Of course, you know, Lee won. You won out uh, all four of your picks. Uh, you actually ended up winning. 39 to 38 to 35, you know, flawless. You pick him, you pick Cole, you lost out, man. You know, you know, this is why you should watch wrestling more. Uh, no, this man, is why, uh, franchise should not be the spoilers. When you saw the this is why, no, this is why we say you shouldn't be watching the spoilers. And he saw the picture of Keith Lee that he sent to us. Hey, Keith Lee is the champion. You know, he, of course, he picks Keith Lee. I, you know what, though? But, you know, to, to be, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of people, but to be yeah. honest, we all know that Triple H uh, tapes double finishes. You know, he, he did it with, uh, I believe it was Gargano versus Dream, where yes. where where it was Dream, where they had one where Dream won, and then they had one where Gargano had one. So there was no secret they did that. Uh, I think the surprise was is that, or the upset was that, 
this was the actual finish. And then I can see why Vince was so upset that the uh, wrestler, the training wrestler, uh, took the picture and posted it, which he probably no longer has a job. So and if he wasn't that good in the first place, he needs to go be an accountant somewhere else. Uh, but franchise, man, the floor is yours, man. You had the best night. Uh, what's your thoughts on the match? Yeah, the match, you know what? I, I want to say I'm glad that they didn't have Undisputed Era come out. Adam Cole had a hell of a run. Dude, oh. what, 403 days as NXT champion? His time, man, it, it, it was up. You know, there's really nobody else for you to fight, man. Like, nobody else for you to fight. And for you to lose it cleanly, there's no better person right now on the roster than Keith Lee. I mean, Keith right. Lee has had an astronomical year. And for Keith Lee, man, to get pushed the way he has consistently and not really shoved down our throats and for you to become the first doubles, singles champion, it's cool, man, because now it goes to show that NXT and Triple H more specifically, you have faith in this guy to carry two of your titles. So you never know, man. You never know exactly what title is going to be up for grabs. You don't know, man. The next time he defends his titles, he could defend one one match and one the next match. He could defend both of them in another. You, you just never know. But the cool thing is with Keith Lee, he's more than capable of holding the brand down. Go ahead, Tuko. Okay, you you just brought something up. And I want to also mention, while Keith Lee, you know, of course, like you say, flawless, man. Great match, especially at the end where he, he clotheslined him, grabbed his hand, picked him up gave that roar like yeah i'm about to finish this dude and then just gave him you know the move uh after winning and pinning cold and celebrating we got a visual of killian cross and his i can't remember i can't remember his manager's name but we got a visual of him standing there carrying cross and scarlet bordeaux all right scarlet bordeaux you know you got a visual of them looking down at keith lee which is setting up of course, obviously, a next matchup. And we like Cross. We we see what his potential is. So to see a guy like that go up against a guy like Keith Lee, man, I'm 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 game for it. The question I have for you guys is what championship is he going after? North American. Flawless. The NXT world. This early? Yeah. I can't, I can't see Keith Lee losing the world title this soon. And that's what, I, and that's my reason because I'm thinking, okay, he's been a North American champion for a while. I could see him holding on to it for maybe the next. But they might, they might just put up the NXT North American title in a tournament. That too, or would you have Cross challenge Keith Lee, and then someone else like uh, Johnny Gargano, since he won, you know, he's aiming to, you know, he feels some type of way because he didn't win the triple threat match. Could you see this as a way for him to get at the NXT championship? So let's say. All right, for wishing, let's say in, uh, Gargano challenges Keith Lee for the NXT championship. Cross challenges him for the North American championship. Well, he just won the NXT championship. Uh, I'm going to do this. WrestleMania 16, when Kurt Angle had the European and the Intercontinental title, who's facing Benoit and Jericho. You have a triple mm-hmm. threat. The North American title's up for grabs first, and then the world's up for grabs in the second. Okay, all right. So either way, either scenario. I could see Cross beating him and taking that championship if if they're ready to put it on him. Um, but also Balor. I mean, even though Gargano and Balor, Finn Balor lost, you know, to Keith Lee, yeah. Balor's still in the wake, still oh. waiting. Well, as far as the NXT championship goes, I feel like uh, 
there's already contenders lined up. You you and have the contenders also, lined up. Also, uh, talk said a new NXT title is in the works, and it's the same title, but it's just a little bigger. Bigger, yeah. Probably to fit Keith Lee. All right, that's fine. That, that that's cool with me. It, it, that's fine. But I'm just trying to figure out like who's next in line right now for a North American Championship. Like that, like like I say, we already know kind of figure out who's going after the NXT. I just named Gargano. You just said Balor. Uh, Champa as a guy, eventually, you know, whatever you want to do. But as far as right now, who do you see that's that guy for the North American champion? Who's that next guy? I can't think of no one else better than Cross, just kind of his persona. He's a heel, he's a badass. Uh, he's already fought Damian Priest, so I don't really see Damian Priest. And plus, he's got his thing with Cameron Grimes. Oh, that was the other match Priest versus Grimes next week. Uh, who else is that other guy to face Keith Lee for that North American and actually be a legitimate threat outside of Cross? Balor. Balor. Okay. I can yeah. see Balor. He never won it. That, that, that's okay. All right. I can see that. Well, uh, guys, um, you know, as far as predictions and picks go, like I said, man, franchise, man, you won out. You came back in the league because for the last three shows, for some reason, we've been all either tied or down one. And Jeez. I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know how the hell we've been doing that. But that's the that's the lore of doing these picks. That's kind of the fun of it. You do it as a fan. You know, you do it with your heart and you do it with your brain. And, you know, you go for what you know. Uh, guys, that's that's both shows. That's all the picks. Uh, any final thoughts? Anything you want to add? You know, as far as. uh. NXT. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me ask y'all the same thing I asked y'all about AW. How did y'all feel about the first two nights of a uh, Great American Bash? Which night did you like better? Uh, I think obviously I think we maybe kind of like this one better, but you know which one did you like? Uh, Flawless. Go ahead. I'll say uh, night two. I mean they night both two. had their goods and bads, but I'll right. think because I liked the Sasha and EO match. I thought that right. was good, but I mean Keith Lee and uh, Adam Cole put on a show, so. They both had their good matches and both had their bad matches. But mm, I'll sure. stick with uh, Night 2. Night 2, franchise? Had it not been for the Adam Cole-Keith Lee match, I would have chose Night 1. But because, man, that match, one, it was a good match. Look at the people involved in it. And then the stakes were so high. Uh, mm. I, I, I Just out of respect off of GP, man, I, I got to give it to Night 2. Night 2. I'm, I'm gonna give it to night two. You I know what I think the difference is between NXT and AEW? NXT titles close the show. Yeah. AEW's didn't it? Yeah. No, but we understand why yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't because they just didn't want to, or they thought to put yeah. it first. It, it, we understood why they, AEW didn't have it. Well, uh, well. I, I will say this again: the surprise match for me out of NXT was the Swerve Scott versus Gargano. I I, I knew both of them are good. I just didn't know I was going to like it that much and more and excited to really see them go further. So uh, that was kind of a surprise match. And, and actually the Bronson Reed and Tony Nese match, that was, it wasn't bad. It, it wasn't, it wasn't hyped. It was just a kind of makeshift match, but there are two guys that know what they're doing. Uh, it, it was better than what I thought it was going to be. So I actually ended up liking that too. Uh, yeah. Like I said, man, overall solid two weeks of wrestling. Uh, right. It wrestling, man, it, it's starting to pick back up a little bit. You know, the pandemic kind of took a hit on it for a while. Then, you know, like I said, we kind of fell out of favor after the Saudi shit show as far as WWE is concerned. Now things are starting to kind of pick back up, get a little interesting. We get Goldberg the beating the thing. Goldberg beating. What the fuck, Goldberg beating the damn? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, 
Hey, we get title matches after title matches. We get pay-per-view against pay-per-view. Don't forget, guys, next week, I believe, is Fight for the Fallen for AEW. Also, next week, if I'm not mistaken, is... I think it's just a regular NXT. I I think Triple H like, no, we're not doing another pay-per-view, Vince. Leave leave me alone, okay? I got this. No, no, they're not doing the pay-per-view, but don't forget, uh, Extreme Rules is coming up on the main roster side for that. Oh, shit, uh, also, for people, man, for the fans, this is only our second uh, recorded video podcast, but Extreme Rules will mark the one-year anniversary since the formation of the GOW. Right uh, on. So we, you know, we, we definitely going to try to figure out something for that for you guys. Also, really quick, man, to plug in our social medias, follow us at Generation Wrestling Podcast on uh, Instagram. Follow us at Generation of Wrestling on Spotify. Uh, yes, Facebook. Man. And Facebook, and Facebook as well. Also, follow us at Generation of Wrestling on uh, or Gen of Wrestling on Twitter as well. So, guys, man, as always, it's been an honor and a privilege. And before I, I sign off, man, before I sign off, I want to say one thing. I want. I'm demanding now. <laughs> hey, before you go, what was your surprise that you was supposed to tell us, man? Oh, I told you, man. I'm rocking my Mark Quinn's today, bro. Oh, man. I thought it was something special, man. Nah, <laughs> man, you look like Coolio. I thought it was something about wrestling or something. I'm like, man, he making it seem like it's all hype. Man, hey, you look like Coolio. Pigtails, Coolio. Your punky Brewster pigtails. Coolio mixed with Maleficent. <laughs> hey, you just mad because this ain't water. All right? No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. That's why you like that damn match so much. <laughs> you, know, you need to stop drinking that. You need to put yeah. it down. man. Pour that in the toilet, man. That ain't good for your body, man, because you thought Private Party put on a good match. Man, he went on a fantastic voyage last night with that drink. (laughs) Right. All right, man. Right, Gangsta's Paradise. (laughs) Well, look. Dangerous minds. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that liquor did to him. It made him a dangerous mind (laughs) thinking that that was a good match. Oh, shit, man. Go ahead, bro. My bad. All right. No, you're good. You're good. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of the show. It's been a race of wrestling podcast. As always, it's yours truly, the 27-year-old piece of gold. He's flawless. He's too cold. And to all the other jabroni-ass podcasts, let me tell you one thing and one thing only. Try if you want to. Survive if we let you. Peace. Deuces. Deuces.